Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Harbor Site. Um, real quick, I wanna thank my sponsors, Core Medical Group. They have, uh, man, they're just absolutely great and they give a shit about human beings and they want you to be your very best human. And what we say with everybody that we talk to with Core Med is at least get your blood checked. If you uh, are having a hard time losing weight, putting on muscle, recovering in the gym, whatever it may be, sexual issues, um, at least get your blood checked. The links are below, check them out. Big shout out to BPN for keeping our protein up and keeping our supplements stocked. And uh, man, the morning regime with the uh, strong greens, strong reds and everything and, uh, and focus, it just completely changed my, changes my, my morning, my whole day. And of course, you, uh, you never leave your house without Gators eyewear. And the only pair of sunglasses you should ever wear is Gators. They've been great partners over the years and I thank them all for keeping this thing going and uh enjoy the episode good morning good morning jaha lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's uh it's been interesting uh no it hasn't been fun at all no it has <laughs> not been it has not been fun no, 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 not, no it's not interesting it has not been fun at all <laughs> how with where you live first off how how are things there because i've been seeing some stuff man it's scary it's breaking my heart uh, yeah um we're we're, we're 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 still on alert um you know uh, you know the the protesters been pretty pretty somewhat um calm i mean somehow uh, they found their way literally past right there directly a path right past my house uh from one main street to another main street but most of the the damage has been contained uh between the boardwalk Venice Beach yeah and main street road streets it hasn't really come past what we call a community line of demarcation called California streets which takes us on to Venice yeah uh, which would be problematic because you got a whole homeless village there. Uh, so those are things that could easily be set on fire, you know, their mattresses and stuff they got out there. So I see strategically, they seem like they have some kind of uh, preparedness uh, in the community. Um, but, you know, you know, having a surveillance airplane and uh, helicopters flying on close to deck for six hours is it's a little unnerving you know, for people that just don't get it or don't understand what's going on. I guess a lot of people here in the community just turn the music up louder. But that that says something different to me because if you're starting at 7 a.m., protests are supposed to start at 8, and this doesn't shut down until about 6 p.m., that's a lot of fuel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Great point. That's not, that's, not, that's not just one helicopter. That means that this is something that uh, I, I haven't taken a walk uh, to see because I'm not looking for I'm not looking for the damage. I'm not there. I'm not going out taking any more pictures. When I first, you know, saw it jumping off, I filmed some stuff because I was trying to get some 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 things to bring back home to the family. And that I get it, you know, I get yeah. it. You know, um, and my thing is well, whatever whatever is happening, it's not my goal to leave my castle. For what? <laughs> oh, you got your family's there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever. Uh, so I've just been here, you know, just keeping it cool, man. You know, um, I don't watch the news, bro. I don't watch TV. So I'm not programmed. I haven't watched it in about 10 years. So 
Uh, I just watched my own show when I was on it, the hundred. <laughs> you know, I didn't even watch it on the same night. I had to watch it online the night yeah. after. We were we were live tweet, but I people think I only knew what I was talking about because I was in I was in the episode. But yeah, I don't watch TV like that, bro. So I, yeah. we didn't we didn't write that down, but I have to ask you. <clears throat> I, I follow you, and I'm imp- I'm impressed of how you know how just how smart you are on the subjects and everything and playing a character like that. How was that? Because it's the exact opposite of who you are. Like you, you know, you played this totalitarian leader, um, which what we're seeing now in in America. Right. And like, how did, like, how was that for you? It was, it was always, I always like to um, take on characters that scare me so to speak, that take me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, I've seen far too many times uh, actors take the good guy roles or the bad guy roles, and there's no in-between, whatever that means. Uh, right. The frequency the frequency remains the same. Um, so, you know, in order to get into the industry, you know, there's if the business model would only accept one one African American at a time, be it Arsenio right. Hall, Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Denzel, 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 Denzel. Nothing against Denzel, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, now now Idris Elba, Idris Elba. I mean, a Ricky Martin, Ricky Martin, until they kill it. I mean, that's yeah. the business model. They they give you one guy, one girl, until you just can't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I had to diversify my 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 characters uh, when I could. I said a lot of no's to a lot of things because I never wanted to be boxed in like like Leonardo DiCaprio. We used to shoot pool together years ago. And he would always complain like uh, that, hey, they just want me because I'm, I'm a pretty face. And I was like, well, you are a pretty face. And you can't play pool either. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not going to make a living to play in pool because I'm kicking your head. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to figure it out. We used to laugh about it, but he resisted it. That's why you would see him playing these characters that were, not a you know you know aviation. He was always going for some substance, right? So I felt you know really proud. Finally, he got an Oscar, you know, yeah. for uh, 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 the, the performance he did on Revenant, I think. Um, but my point is, uh, it it was tough and and it was hard on my psyche, which is one of the reasons I choose to leave the show. Um, I figured the character the character had, you know, I gone from the helmet, dyed hair, clean shaven look of Doctor Burke to the soul spot, to uh, full-on afro, full-on beard, to bald <laughs> beard. You know, I, I was, that was my way of keeping it interesting and trying to give the audience different optics, four different optics, and basically four different journeys. Um, yeah. that, that was my goal. And then at a point, I had never been on a hit TV show for more than three years. So, uh, after going into the fifth season, I realized, oh God, I'm one of those people that are going, going like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what else I can do with this role. And do I just show up and just take a check, you know? And am my audience going to feel that? Am I going to lose my authenticity? Even though whatever they feel about my character, if they stop feeling anything, because I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the wolves of being a, a freaking... Artists, because commerce and art don't mix. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because 
<clears throat> you 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 played a role that kind of to me kind of plays into what we're dealing with now is like you're you're in this moral moral ambiguity and you're trying you you think you're trying to do the right thing right for the people but but it's really evil it's really evil and then at, at what point do that does the evil outweigh the good and it's like at the end of the day man like even if even if people die you have to go towards the good and you have to do the right thing you know and 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 it was brilliant, man. It was absolutely brilliant. But I always thought, because I follow you, I'm like, man, he's got to be so conflicted doing this. <laughs> it because- was, it was, it was a, it was a tough journey. I didn't agree uh, with a lot of the behavior, and that was the point. Dude, that's that was the whole point. That's right. not me. I wouldn't do that that way, you know. So that lets me know that I was still uh, on my moral compass there, as but <laughs> as best I could, you know. Uh, I, I do. Feel I'm at a certain spectrum of sociopathy, but I like to be healthy about it. <laughs> right. right. Um, so that was the challenge. Um, you know, the cabin fever. Anybody who lives in, in Vancouver is very tough because uh, you know the weather is pretty pretty cold. It was, and a lot of times we were shooting at night in this uh, area uh, called the GRVD, which is a, 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 a conservation. It's like amazing when you go out there. You, Literally, it's so green, it's so beautiful, it's so authentic and raw and natural. You feel like um, a Spinosaurus is going to come around the corner any second. You know, when yeah. you're out there in the woods, you just, you can feel it. It's like, yeah. okay, this is where the Velociraptors, this is, <laughs> this, is this, is, yeah. this is where they held it down, right yeah. here, until the T-Rex showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can feel it there. And what was so, what was so amazing was, uh, our location uh, manager uh, have such a strong relationship with the uh, uh, the rangers there uh, that were keeping this place that we were the first uh, production to allowed to shoot in that area, yeah. which was very very powerful because the look of the show uh, it gave us a, a really interesting look of the show because yeah. sublimely a lot of people never seen that it wasn't a it wasn't a set that had been used multiple times you know what I mean so it, it felt fresh. And uh, because of that freshness, I think a lot of people kind of picked up on that frequency as well. So, so to kind of get into current to current event stuff, you, uh, I actually been, we went, we were like, you know what, with everything going on, and and you watched the video of what happened in my business, and yeah, and yeah. my wife and I were talking, and was like, you know, what? we should reach out to him and just have a conversation. And you had hit me up, but I had got lost in all the message, and I was like, we were like, oh my god, and um, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting because, you know, you your message from Instagram, I get so used to deleting okay. death threats, yeah. death threats and BS that I just like, okay, okay, you're gonna kill me. Yes, I'm a bitch ass. Yes, yes, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah, I'm a coon. Great. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, all, on all sides, right? Like everybody. <laughs> so at one point I realized, oh, I I, I did this, it becomes a it becomes a, a thing. Yeah. And I don't know how we finally got back on track, but I think I went back to my block, but I didn't delete all. Yeah. In in my in my in my Instagram and I saw you there. And I think that's when we finally frequency hit. You got through. And uh here we are. Um but yeah, man, it's <clears throat> go ahead. so you know, like I love the stance that you take and and how well you're educated on all these subjects and how like you've been paying attention for you've been paying attention for years. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, 
I've been a so-called black man for 56 years. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as far as politics, like in way things are going and how they're how they're shuffling the deck and what they're doing, you've you've been talking about this for a long time. And people are like, nah, man, nah. And it's, not, it well, it's, it's not by it wasn't by choice. Uh, again, I, I, I've never I never understood or appreciated this construct where we had to be colors. And never right. even at the age of eight. I've always asked questions about the Bible. I, I, I was always considered, they call me, militant or rebel. And not really. Uh, it just, what are the answers here? Like, you ask questions. I, I, I've always been, you know, uh, I thought my name was sit down and shut up for years as a kid. <laughs> you know, it's like, because that's all I heard. It's sit down and shut up. That fires Go me watch up. TV. That's the, go watch, the way yeah, I go watch, yeah, go watch TV. Um, but I, and I was, you know, I'm a bibliophile and I, I just, an avid reader uh, because I had reading uh, disabilities when I was in school. By um, I couldn't retain the information, so I was taught that if you just continually just just continue to work that muscle, so to speak, in the brain, it would decastify or whatever was going on. So now yeah. I, that's why I have a habit of reading. I read three books at the same time. But as I was growing up as a younger man, I ended up in the military, 19 and 18. I joined while I was doing the 80s, doing the Reagan. I wanted to debate saying Reagan, uh, based on what I had read, we had microfish in the, in the libraries back then. We didn't have the internet. We had a thing called microfish. Uh, so I did this research because I always wanted to win. I was in Texas football. So you don't, I don't have this thing taking an L lightly. I'm a, I'm a horrible loser. I'm a sore loser. I lose. <laughs> But I'm not going to like it. I'm going to come yeah, back and figure, figure, figure out, like, why did I lose? Then I'm going to come back for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I really took a position that I knew no one would be popular, uh, the conservative Republican side, and won a debate saying that um, Ronald Reagan would go down as uh, be picked, and picked and go down as one of the greatest presidents in the history of the country. I did that in 1980. In 1980, my mom wanted to kick me out of the house. No one appreciated, but I won. I didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just wanted to do something different. I just wanted to, I'm the guy like everybody's running away from the fire. I run towards the fire. It's yeah. just me. You know, the guy, you tell me to go left, I'm going to think about it. And then I'm going to go, why do you want me to go left? You know? It, oh, okay. If I understand, you know, I'll take that order. But if it doesn't feel right, I'm going right. I'm going somewhere else or I'm not going to move. Just that's just in my DNA. And I said, that's where you're coming from as well. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll be down with the 120, you know, if I know that's the right thing to do. But as soon as I find out that that's not the right thing to do, man, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be your worst enemy. <laughs> right. Because I'm not going to go along to, to, to get along and, Something for me to be in, in this so-called black body, a human being, I was always pushed and pulled because of my, my ethnicity. And that's why I wrote a book about it and wanted to say, you know what? I need to, you know, I'm a man from another land. I'm, a, I'm an aardvark here, and I know I'm not alone. But we have to get out of this ideology completely, spirituality, I mean, religiosity completely. And I, started, I wrote a book about understanding the DNA, a DNA of the, the a great of story, DNA. by the way. It's the blueprint of all, yeah, of Beautiful all living story. things. Yeah. And, and some, some viruses. So when we look at humanity, there's a certain 
over the centuries of humanity, certain groups of people, all ethnicities, operate like a virus. It sees everything as a threat. It attacks everything that moves. It attaches itself to its host, befriends it, and then kills it. It, move, it doesn't even know that it's going to die itself. Yeah. It doesn't care. That level of intelligence really sparked my curiosity, which is also a form me as, as Jaha, is that if I, if I act and look like one thing, like James Baldwin says, how can I believe what you say when I see what you do? Right. So, That's the kind of do, yeah, thing I was exploring. So you're, so with your whole stance, your background, how old you are, your father, what, what makes America great? Why do you love this country? Uh, it's the best country I've ever lived in. I've traveled around the world. I've been all literally around the world. Uh, and it's not that I, it's, it's not great because it has Kentucky Fried Chicken and Starbucks. <laughs> I can tell you that. Right. Uh, it's great. It's great because it's my home. It's what I know. It's what I've suffered in. Uh, it's what I've, I've I've pledged my life to die for. I will continue to do that. I'm an oath keeper, no matter what. Um, I believe in it because I've seen so many other examples that just wasn't pleasant and pleasing to me. I didn't see people feeling as as free, whether they had wealth or not. They weren't free, man. Uh, from Turkey to to uh, uh, Rwanda, which is an amazing country. Kagame, I sat with the president Kagame and what he had to go through, what they had to endure to get their freedom. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I saw still <clears throat> a lot of uh, colonialism in a lot of the areas. I was in, even in, in London. Yeah. Uh, I still felt this, this, this matriarch, this patriarchy. People didn't feel in Sweden. They didn't speak to me on the street until they got home in their privacy and offered me some glug, you know, which was spice. And then said, oh, give me some glug. And then it's like, oh, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wash it, You know, then all of a sudden they speak English. But it's in the privacy in the, of their home. But on the street, in the public, everybody was muted, head down. Don't look at me. I won't look at you. And I'm going, I'm in the middle of, you know, Stockholm Square, bro. Like, what's going on? And this was this is after I got out of the military in the 80s. So all the places that I've gone, the frequency of servitude, yeah. all ethnicities, was a thing that said to me, whatever is going on when I'm in America, I don't feel that. I can feel an idiot, I can feel negative energy, I can feel, but I don't feel like collectively that I like I'm gonna have to be on lockdown in my house under a curfew, like right now. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Which is which is utter bullshit. Yeah. So okay. that leads to my yeah. next thing. So, yeah. as a as a black man, a father, a husband, a son, and a community leader, what what is the scariest part of what's happening in the world today? Fear. Watching people be afraid. I've always said that the that's the, the biggest, pandemic, right? That's the pandemic. Fear. Fear. And if you can't get away from it. Uh, no matter what, you know, you can do a dissertation on it. However you go down, whatever you go down, whatever, you know, whatever you're going to spout out, ultimately, you can't control or do anything or provoke or evoke anything when you're afraid. Nothing clear comes from that frequency. Nothing positive comes from that frequency. Uh, so I've always said, and I've said in interviews time and time again, 
I know how I am when I'm afraid. I don't like myself when I'm afraid, you know, uh, or in fear. It's, it's rare, but when I get pushed to that, I get anxious, I get concerned. But to be afraid, oh man, no. no. And that's and, and and we're making that's when we start making decisions based off emotions. It's pure emotion and adrenaline, bro. Not good. I mean, I mean, it's good if you're on a particular mission. You need it. You know, like I said, there's no heroes and bravery. It's full on fear. And it's near you, whatever I got to do, blah, 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 you know. But after that, you, you, it's, still, it's not good, bro. It's not good. It's not healthy. You well, know? if I look at fear, like people are in the military, you know, obviously with my background in the military, you were in the military. Like You get in situations where people are like, well, you went to combat and this and that. And it's like, were you afraid? Of course, like, everyone's afraid. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone's afraid. But you're trained to a way, you train to a standard to where you're afraid, but you don't let that fear dictate your outcome or dictate right. your next move or the way that you do things because the training takes over and you're, yeah, you're afraid, but you have a, an operating procedure. You, you are based off tactics and logic and that's how you react. You don't allow yourself to succumb to fear and emotions because as soon as you do, bad shit happens. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and that's my point. It's like, um, if I have to deal with other people that are afraid, then that, that, that puts me in a position where I have to get more tactical because I know what that is. And, that, you know, and because that's scary, right? If you, if you're doing that, that, and that's answering your question, that's what's scary because yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I understand being, being afraid, but I also know what pure fear does. You can't, it's like a drowning person. You can't do anything with that. Yeah, it's you, what you, you can't. It's like a wildfire, right? You how do you, you don't control that, right? That's ugly, you know. Uh, being afraid and being in control and managing your adrenaline—that's something that you have to be trained to do, right? Yeah. But what about those that don't have those training and it's just pure raw emotion? And we—that's what we're seeing in the streets right now. And that's what yeah. I've taught my kids. They're pretty much lone wolves. They're pretty much been their minds. Uh, I as I tell them. Um, uh, you're not black, you're brown. Your skin literally is brown. And even that is not the same. We're not a monolithic people. Uh, you're a human being with a spirit. You, you know, your mother grew up on an ashram. Um, so we've been studying uh, uh, Alice Coltrane, who's Turiya Sangatananda, our Hindu guru on the ashram in uh, uh, Gory Hills before it burned down in one of the California fires. And we finally lost the Bandir. So I've been grounded pretty much through spirituality. To get me to that that's that safe space, those place, you know. Uh, I've, my, I've, that was my next question. Is like during yeah. these times right now, like right now, what? Because you've got two, you've got two uh, teenage sons, right? Late teens or early. Uh, one, one just turned twenty-one. <clears throat> he's had some questions about the conflict that's been going on, and I helped him, you know, get through that. Uh, he's clear. Uh, you know, these all our kids are the 21, 18, 14. You know, I've never started a fight in my life, but they know how to end it. Yeah, I've, I've been teaching them what to do. We played a lot of Halo. So uh, as I would tell my boys as they were young, I, I infected them. I'm sorry, since they were like, you know, six years old. But they're really, really good now. He's in full cell university as a gamer. Uh, they're really Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's a full cell university. I'm about to graduate with my master's from full cell. Yeah, yeah, he's he's right now kicking it, beating it up right now with full cell. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife, so, my wife graduated there. That's how I got into it. But so there, here we go. 
here we are. Yeah. So it's frequencies, like-minded. It's we find each other, like DNA, like Mercury. Yeah. We find each other and we build, right? But he's there, and I'm not teaching him. I've, 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 I've put him to sleep, you know? <laughs> you know? Like, if you get into something, you, you know, just how you get out of it. And he was, he, I said, you know, he was playing around. I said, well, you get between my, my femurs, you're not getting out of it. If you get your head in there, it's, it's good night. So I put him, he woke up. He was be he was like, Dad, what happened? I'm like, you were asleep for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he understands that, but I wasn't doing it to dominate him. I was doing him so he could understand that what is it that you said or did that put you in that situation? How did you de-escalate that situation? I've already told them how if they get if there's someone's gonna hurt you, there's nothing you can do about it. They're not gonna let you grab your phone, don't go in your pocket for the phone, don't try to call me. And God forbid, if they're crazy, don't say my name because that's gonna piss them off. I was just really having conversations with them as they got older. And I would always say, even today, uh, our conversations are gonna, ch- you know, as you get older, our conversations are going to, and they would say, okay, that change. I will only give them information that will peel off a little bit more of their humanity, of their innocence when it was appropriate. Right. I never, I read story books. They had great childhoods, but when they would come home and, 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 and tell me certain things about how certain people were treating them and now they're coming to their consciousness and, oh, your hair is different. Oh, your locks are different. You're different. Like, you know, kids, you know, we develop and they, we see more because we are infected and corrupted more. But what yeah. I really told them about, you know, meeting what they were, are what they were as kids playing gaming and competition, and they would hear the things and like, wow, that was not nice. You know, people tend to have more courage when they're anonymous. So don't take it personally. People tend to say, feel, be more truthful when they can hide. Don't be one of those people, you know? Understand where they're coming from. Understand that that's probably a weakness and a fear in their mind. So they are empowering themselves because they're anonymous. Don't, you know, understand that whatever they're saying, don't take it inside. And I always tell them never about, you know, racial epithets or people. I will say, beware of the brutes. Watch out for the flood. Know the difference between the flood and the brutes. And that's how I communicated with them as they grew older. I never said, watch out for police, watch out for white people, watch out for this, watch out. I said, always be prepared for the brutes. Know the difference between the brutes, the elites, and the flood. Yeah. So in terms of them thinking it through, they will go, oh, wow. The elites are pretty cool because if I play as an elite on Halo, then I'm pretty cool. I'm, I'm an alien, right? But you can, it's both, right? You can be both. So that is how I've raised them, and they get it now. So when they pick up certain frequencies and energies, they're not stuck in this racial construct. They just they hit it so by people. Yeah. So you've you've taught them over the years, and you know I have to have some similar conversations with my daughters. You've taught them over the years to see through what's happening, and not take it for. Always, always, you know, like uh, I grew up watching, you know, Star Trek. Yeah, you know, Spock was my favorite character because the pointy ears. He just looked weird. I'm weirdo. He just he was just my guy. I like you know Captain Kirk. Uh, who actually followed the hundred because he was like, yes, we got a black doctor, you know, Captain Kirk. <laughs> he was so fired up about it. Imagine me, man. William Shatner is following me on Twitter, rooting for me. Right. And then my crazy ass creative decides to put me on earth to make me the bad guy. Like that pissed <laughs> me off and William Shatner, you know, but anyway, yeah. that was, that was the job. But um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's always like I've played three levels of chess. 
Right. I'm not, I've taught them, don't just look at things at one level. There's always more to it. Think it through. Think it through. You know, uh, my son should have been in Japan this 2020 because he, he once stayed as an archer in ninth grade. Um, had one of the biggest um, uh, uh, Olympian uh, coaches that I was taking him out to San Diego to train in archery. And that's, I don't know if you're in the archery, but it's tough. You know, that's not an easy sport. And my other son is in the uh, kendo. So, but these are sports where you're not necessarily a team, the individual guys. So that's why I call them lone wolves. Um, they play soccer, but they're seen, they seem to be operate better as uh, I call them my snipers. You know what I mean? They seem to work better alone. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's overwatch. It's, it's not, they're not a, a they're not a assault team kind of guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just yeah. not. Um, because the way they think and who they are, they're very sensitive. Um, and, and, and do we get into race? Yes. Have we gotten into race conversation? Yes. We find it boring. Uh, it's important, but it's boring. Um, I'm tired of talking about it. Tired of talking about racism. Even the definition of racism today is not the, the definition of racism that I grew up in. No. As calling black people racist is it's inaccurate. It could be bigoted. It could be prejudiced. It could be biased. But the definition of true definition that's been changed by Google, racism is a one group dominating another group economically and preventing that group from competing. That's the form of racism. But now you got these everybody going, you're racist. <laughs> no, you're racist. <laughs> like, oh, <God. laughs> it's like well, it's like when I watch your video, here is a bill. A bill is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is just this retarded to me, but whatever. That's, <laughs> it's know. like what it's like what we have to go back to to get people to understand, right? <laughs> right. It's like that's how. <laughs> unfortunately, that's where we're at. We've got to go back to so much basics to get people to understand, like, like what is what in the world and how things work. And, and, and that's it. what ma- that's what makes you a, a conservative, an old head, a, a threat to this nation is that you actually want to have some. Freaking boundaries. Right. How dare like, you? How so dare that. you want people to respect rules, regulations, and boundaries? How dare you? How dare you, Nick? Yeah. And that's that was the reason why, like I, you know, I everybody was saying that to me, and I was getting those comments. And I know you get you've you shared some with me offline, and I was just like just blown away, just absolutely blown away by by people's ignorance. And and so I felt like I had to make that the, my most recent video that you shared, like, okay, it's a law, but there's been a lot of laws. A lot of bad laws. A lot like of bad said, laws. Slavery was made a law, made legal. People have to understand the difference between legal, legality, yeah. and law. They're different. There's right. a rule of law, the law of the land, and then what man makes that makes things legal. Right. A lot of people don't understand civics. They don't understand uh, what is going on in our government bodies? A lot of people don't even know the three different branches. A lot of people don't even know anything right. about the act of, of 1871 that the United States of America is also incorporated. It has been incorporated since 1871. And if you have capital letters on your driver's license or a security number, or like you and I, a GI, when I wanted to get married, uh, when I was in the military, the guy, I say I wanted time off, you know, and not work this weekend. And the guy looked at me and says, you know, you're an airman. I'm like, that's correct. He said, do you know what, what that means? And I said, no, Sergeant, what does that mean? He said, it means I own you. And I said, excuse me? He says, bro, you're airman, you're government issue. 
And if the military wanted to issue you a wife, we wanted you to have a fucking wife, we would have issued you one. Now he was joking with me. He right. Was, he was he was breaking my my balls, but right. He but was it's serious. The, but it's the it's truth. The truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Once you're in the service, like like liberty, they call it liberty because it's it's that. It's they're giving you they the get, liberty to time they, off. <laughs> You don't have to go. You don't have to have time off. You can be here twenty four seven. So the military, I realized by definition, is a communist regime. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure totalitarianism. You don't get yeah. a choice. You go do what you're told. And this is the reason why guys like you and I, when we get out, we're like, well, guess what? <laughs> it's time to exercise our constitutional rights and be free because we've served, and, and now right. now I want to be on the other side of that. Right, right. As you get older, you get more, I realize you're going to get more, more conservative. These kids are 20 yeah. years old. If they survive, they'll be the, the staunchest conservatives in about 30 years. Right. We'll live to see it and go, that guy was, he just got arrested. He's his, his felony was expunged for being an anarchist in 2020. And you remember that guy, Nick? And Nick was like, yeah, I say, I do. <laughs> He's running for president. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah. With all this going on, you know, racism versus Antifa, what are the two different fights and why is the media trying to make this blue versus red? Like they're just dividing, dividing us. All, all, all toxic narratives. Racism doesn't exist. It's class. Racism has been dead since 19. killed it with Martin Luther King. And then, uh, in my opinion, racism in terms of extreme racism where you're holding people back like me. Okay, that, that died in 68 and then was actively controlled in 1972 during the Nixon administration uh, by furthering the New Deal of FDR and creating the welfare state, specifically for these group of people that some people considered still had the, the bias and the, the, the bigotry of thinking they were less than desirable. Yeah. And those in power said, we're going to give them this and keep them over there, sequester them or put a, a perimeter on them and keep them there. Well, that's like no different than the caste system based on light skin, dark skin, whatever in India. It's basically operating like uh, a caste system. Right. Uh, racism, racism to me, uh, is, it's not the same. You're talking about bigotry, prejudice, but bias is the new enemy to me. And no one's talking about it. We all have our biases. Some of our biases can save your life. But biases we can seek and kill as well. So bias is the thing, the ugly word, the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. I'm tired of hearing about racism. The definition has been you know, corrupted um, in terms of Antifa. They are offshoot of, I think, of a light white so-called, that call themselves white liberals who were, who were raised in the South by probably you know, very corrupted men and women of their time that were very biased and bigoted. And now they have fled to New York or fled as artists of California and have that guilt to decide that, you know what, that's fascist. But what they're really saying is, you know, my 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 racist, you know, father in the backwoods beat me because I was gay. <laughs> and I see a lot of that behavior of looking for freedom through creativity. That's why I look at Hollywood. Why are these people so to the left? It's because they've been abused by fascist behavior 20, 30, 40 years ago. But that has nothing to do with us today. That's a trauma. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck, you're stuck. On, a, on a past memory that doesn't exist anymore. And, 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 and not only that, not only that, you're profiting from it. Yeah. 
I guess you're working with this. It's like, I see all these people like up in arms and, and pissed off. And I'm like, you're upset about what? We live in a country that an immigrant can come here and become legal. Like I just did a, I did a podcast with Bedros who, who, who at six years old came from a, his father was part, part of a, the, the communist party. They immigrated wow. here. They immigrated here. And he is like, I came, America is the greatest country because you can come here from, with nothing. You can be born here with nothing and That's build right. everything. That's right. It doesn't matter your, right. your, your skin color, what country you came from, what cl- social class you came from, if you're willing to put in the work, which you can be successful, which tells me, which tells me that there is no, there is, there is no obstruction of anything, of That's race, right. of class. That's so right. you are free. That's right. If you, you want, choose you to be. If you choose to be. Now, are there obstacles? Are there bad people out there making bad decisions? Absolutely. But that's called life, guys. Right. That's not racism. That's hard life. Life is hard. It's, it's, it's life, dude. Yeah. If, if, you want, if, you, if you want things to be easy, just lay down and die, bro. People think it twisted. Dying is not hard. Fighting to live is. I said that as Jaha. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I admit that line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you know that you know to live is a fight? It is. Dying is easy. People do it every day. We're gonna have to do it. It's not that hard. I've seen many people die right in front of me. My mom. It's a. It's really interesting. It's like one minute here and then boom. Kind of you know that shell is a pincushion. There's nothing there. And we've you know. I've expe- I've experienced that too much myself, and and that's yeah. why I'm probably a little bit more as I've gotten older. I've definitely gotten more emotional, yeah. um, and things affect me a lot more. And it's because it is so, so very, very fragile. And, and I think that you know, and final, and final, and young people just don't fully comprehend all these people that are like, oh, we're gonna go burn and no. fight and this and that. No. And I'm like, no, you don't want that. No, man. You don't want that. You don't want that. They don't want that. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know, bro. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and here's here's the thing, Nick. We're not gods. We we can't control human beings. We can't right. control what we can do is inform. Like now, we can have a conversation like this. That's what my my show is about. Isaiah Washington. Uh, 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 Kitchen talk where I just have a conversation with people that I agree with or don't agree with. Yeah. Over, over some food, you know, it, it it pops up. I move the date up. We move the date up from June 22nd to uh, June 15th on Fox Station. Everybody's excited about it. All next week, I'll start probably doing more promotion for it to let people Excellent. know what's coming. And then my podcast, Isaiah Washington Speaks Again, is where I'm telling the story of all the mistakes I made and explaining why. See, what people don't are not asking is 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 why is George Soros who he is? If you can figure out any company, if you don't know why your company exists, you're gonna fail. Yeah. No one is trying to figure out the why. They got the what is happening, but they don't know why it's happening. Right. Which is the most important question. And that's where we are. Once you get hip to the why, then you're not gonna get duped on the what. I like that. I think that sound that's kind of cool. Can I say that again? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. Post that right there. So, no, but but that's that's my thing. Go ahead. 
so throughout so this is like second to the last one throughout the history societies have created and used young fatherless men to benefit their agendas what's the most mm. what's the most significant role which you've done a good job at what's the most significant role male leaders can play in the lives of young angry fatherless how do we combat how do we combat this uh, I had a demons. I, I thought I had a mother, a mother issue. I was making a lot of bad decisions. I talked about in the podcast. I got in a lot of trouble, uh, did a lot of crazy things in the military, got away with a lot of negative things because I was angry. And I thought I was angry at my mother because I blamed her for my father leaving, but he was abusive. So the demons of having a, a fatherless son being black, African-American, whatever in this, in this country is definitely a, a volatile situation. And, and the reason is, it's like one of those seven mountains. You destroy the family, you destroy the religion, you destroy the economy, you destroy all these different things. The family is the first lesson. If there's no foundation with family, a whole family, father, mother, a unit, like in the old days, you had multiple children and the grandmother, great-grandmother probably was still living somewhere on the farm. Right. Or as a sharecropper, you know, family is key. Once the family was destroyed, particularly in the 70s with this new deal and, 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 and black people were put in, duped into thinking that welfare was the way to go. Because I've been working for years. I've been a slave. I don't want to work anymore. Give me give me my reparations. <laughs> That's duped control. into that. It's, it's really, it was really control created a yeah. welfare state. So there is no democracy and freedom in that because you're being controlled. I think now we're looking at a generation of a, a level of depravity that was by design that started in 1972 in the 80s. We had the whole crack epidemic. No one cared. Everybody didn't care about it. Everybody cares about the opioid. Why? Because maybe there's more white people. Well, you're going to care more about it because there's more so-called white people in America. Now, what we're looking at is all those disappointments that comes out of bigotry, neglect, depravity, or just evil, we call it that. And we're looking at a, a culmination of infiltration of negative frequencies through music, through food, broken families, bad choices, and then freedom for most people that probably look like me have succumbed to thinking luxuries, yeah. consumerism, luxuries, like a big fucking screen TV. I will kill you in the street if you don't let me take this TV, which is the very opiate that has you messed up doing what you're doing and programmed to do what you do. So what we're looking at is an incredible psyop uh, that is actually working. And like any virus or any plan, eventually you have to watch it, what? Lay out and die out. It's unfortunate, but that's what you have to do. Or you can engage, but when you engage, then you're now you're combated, right? And so, then, Like I said, escalation, escalation, escalation. Where does it stop? Right. It does no... It, it, it just historically humans we've 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 read about warfare what the, what happens when right. we no longer when we run out of words right we're no longer talking we're fighting right but now with social media this you can get it out you can fight with words until somebody blocks somebody or <laughs> at least I, I, you, you may not be comfortable with people you get put into a jail but 
I, I'd rather see people threaten and, and do a whole bunch of, you know, chest beating and social media, you know, get the words out, which would be damaging and hurtful in your career. But at least you're not in actually what we're seeing now, right? They're in the streets. And because of these toxic words, it's pushing this thing called racism, this, this, which there are, is bigotry and bias, okay, and prejudice, but making this thing called racism sexy, making it a thing to fight, and it doesn't exist, bro. It's not real. And, and, it, cre- and it, it's, it hasn't been okay in a long time. So it's like, it's not a... No, bigotry, bias, prejudice, prejudicial treatment in, this, in anywhere in the world. Look, it's the thing. You take all the black people out of America, bro. Take them all out. Even though some, you know, will argue down that the original Aboriginal people were in America before, which is historically, that's another argument. Take all the people out that are not the same ethnicity as another. You will still have balkanization. Absolutely. Human beings will find a reason to kill each other. We've seen it historically. Look at the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland. Oh, a bunch of black people there. So were they racist? I, I always I always make the joke that, you know, it's going to take, you know, and, I, and I'm joking about it, but it, for the human race to come together, it'll take aliens landing and we'll need another enemy to fight. They're already here. They just you know? don't want to tell you about it. Yeah. So that's why, that, that's why we have they distracting us. Seriously, they're distracting us with all this, this boring race stuff because the other intelligence is already here going, look, you know, Earth is is the gas station for a lot of that intelligence. You know what's going on. And it's like, y'all down here threatening to mess that up. We don't really care about you guys. They've been sending messages and, you know, come on, come on. You know, but but that's another conversation. You know, that's another conversation. But I I think what we're doing is we we have to understand that, okay, since the definition of racism is something evil and bad, if that's the game you want to play, then ask yourself why. Why are you participating in it, whoever you are? Why are you being racist? Stop it. So if everybody has to be stay home order, wear a mask, then all the racist people, the racist behavior, if it's needed, if you stop being racist, how about that? So that's what I was going to end it on was police brutality, never okay. Crime and murder, never never been okay. Murder Uh, is murder. Racism has always been disgusting. Sexism, always been disgusting. These are there. There are there are laws and and things put in place that has made things better. There are people over the past five, you know decades that have stood up and made a change for America. So these are all these are things that have been in place that that are illegal or not okay and have been. Yeah. So these well, are not that's, not new things. That's why you have rules. That's why you start the basic with your kids. Like get in line, Jessica, Jimmy, get in line, get in line. Okay, we have structure. If this those that just want to blow up the structure, then it's going to create chaos. But there's even structure and chaos. You know that, right? So it's math. Nothing. So, as fathers, as leaders in our community, as people, which I, you know, I was talking with another Navy with a Navy, a Navy SEAL, saying, you know, we have these platforms, right? You and I have a platform to be able to speak, you know, and 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 from the, you, you know, uh, Peter Parker's great uncle, his uncle's, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. What is our to, what is our responsibility now? We keep talking to one another. We keep using our platforms to have these kinds of conversations. 
you know, the, the only problem that we have and really what, what needs to happen uh, is they got enough trillions and trillions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars to do uh, investigations, commissions, but no one is having a, a, a commission and taking the time to have various people in this nation, uh, for obvious reasons that have been uh, dominated and conquered, uh, to have what we call um, uh, a truth and reconciliation. It's the conversation. We don't have to beat each other up over it take it to the streets, just acknowledge. Truth and reconciliation worked in, after apartheid under Desmond Tutu. It was a conversation, a great conversation. Did it change much economically for a lot of the people there? Probably not. But you know how it is. If you're married, you know what the energy feels like and you need to have a conversation and you don't. That's, that's exactly <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, that was good. <laughs> you, know, yep. you, know what? you don't want that smoke in your house. Yep. <laughs> You can't sleep, you can't eat, and avoidance and denial, it comes to a point where the deadliest thing a wife can say to a man is, we need to talk. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And I think that, you know, we're doing, you know, we're doing our part. And, and my thing is, is education, education, having that communication with the youth of this nation, the people of this nation to to, to show them what's happening and to educate them and, and, and for them not to be manipulated. And, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, I'm seeing too many young people being manipulated by the media, manipulated by politics, and it breaks my heart. Well, and it, you know, Hey man, I got, I joined the military cause I was watching soul train and the air force commercials. I got manipulated. You know what I mean? It happens. We're young. I yeah. mean, I was like, it was like, Oh wow. Be, you know, be all you can be. I don't know if I want to be, I can be, Hey, aim high. Oh, that's me. <laughs> You know, I've tried to be a Marine. I didn't pass that test. Hey, the Air Force took me, right? Yeah. Um, so manipulation is a, is a, it's a tactic. You know that. Um, yep. Indoctrination is a tactic for control, right? You know that. And in many cases, you know, being, having structure and control is healthy. But it's when you're doing manipulation people in an unhealthy way, then we have to speak, continue to speak out on it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, man, I, I thank you so much for everything you're doing. I thank you for the time, for your time hanging out with me and, uh, and, and being, and being a positive voice for this and keeping people safe. Cause I've seen your messages to people that are like all fired up and angry and out there wanting to do things. And you're like, Whoa, bro. Like, right. Yeah. Bring it in. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't allow them to, you know, make you a yeah. statistic, you know, there's yeah. a better way to do things. And I, yeah. I truly appreciate that. We need more, yeah. we need more of that. Yeah, and I and also to, I always say, you know, you know, don't confuse this. This, if you want to deal with this construct, right, white fragility, white guilt, um, with 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 uh, doing the right thing. Sometimes, you know, feeling guilty is a negative as well. I, I have no, I have no use for your guilt, man. Anyone that's not helpful, you know. Stop with the guilt, you know. It's not personal. Let's just look at let's look at the, of what is happening here because if you're doing something for me because you're feeling guilty, that's not helpful. It's because another form of manipulation, right? It's another form of manipulation, yeah. which is what what is what is happening uh, with this 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 so-called white fragility and white guilt is what's happening with progressive liberalism. Liberalism has been hijacked. I was a liberal. It was a good thing twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. And progressive, I could, I was. I went to Green Party now. As I things become so again, no boundaries, and you got all this fragility and this guilt coming into play, and they don't tell me what to do. This is the right way or the height way. Well, we, how can we live like that if 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 my neighbor keeps cutting my yard and I don't want you to? 
<laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, cutting my yard is a good idea, but I'm not dead. It's <laughs> my yard. So let's have a conversation. Ask me. Let's have a, let's come to the table. and like, hey, dude, you're going to cut my yard this Saturday? Because what happens? If I get used to you cutting my heart, my yard, without my permission, and then you stop cutting it, I don't know how to cut my yard anymore. Right. Right. Okay, I can go on for all day, man. Get me off here. <laughs> Dude, I, I appreciate you so much, man. Yeah. And I'm, you yeah. know, I'm, you, yeah. you got, we'll keep talking. We'll keep talking. And I think what we can do, whenever I feel comfortable, uh, I, I like to do lives on my Instagram. Yeah. I think those are very effective to, get, to introduce you to my fan base uh, all over the world. Um, so let's, 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 let's start thinking about now that we are connected on Instagram, let's keep talking, bro. You know, right, and, 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 and because a lot of people are audio files now, video files. Yeah. And if they hear you and I talking, they'll get it. They'll pick it up and they'll it'll, respect it. It'll change they'll perception. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they, if they don't, um, we just go goon on them and set, lock them and make them. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. Cut that out. Don't cut that out. All right, Don't man. I appreciate it. No, stay, man, but no, stay it, safe it, over it, there, man. You and your family. You too. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Stay focused. Uh, don't let them pull you off your square. Okay. I see that. What's going on? He's a little guy. He's short. So he's a little Napoleon. So you know what you're dealing with. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, be steady. Stay frosty. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Hey, guys, I want to thank you for watching this. Um, this kind of information needs to be shared, and the only way people are going to hear it is if you share it. So uh, share this episode. Do a screenshot of you listening to it. If you're watching it, share it. If you're listening to it on the on the podcast, then yeah, screenshot it. Tag me. Tag Isaiah. We'll share it. And uh, let's get a positive message out there for, for um, everybody that's dealing with this and, uh, and the leaders of our community. Because those leaders that, that want to lead, they are leaders that, that, that it's time to step up and, and let your voice be heard. So maybe this, this episode might motivate someone to, to do just that. So screenshot it, tag me, tag Isaiah, and we'll get it shared. Thank you guys so much.